0: Welcome to the H.U. Pirate Ship Podcast. Welcome to the H.U. Pirate Ship Podcast You can find us at www.hupirateship.com Where we talk about the pirates It's year 5 and episode number 50 I can't believe either one of those are true Um, I'm your host Big Reek And of course we have Hampton Knight from the H.U. Pirate Ship What's going on man?
1: Oh, nothing much, man. I can't believe you said fifty episodes. That is insane. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe the five years. That's that's. <laughs> 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 wow, we must love the pirates, man. So, yeah, man. Of course, a new a new year and a new football season. So we're going to talk about uh, that win uh, over Elizabeth City State and why there is some reason for optimism and to to get excited. Um, even though they were D2, so um, on this episode, yeah, we'll talk about that win. We'll just review the 2019 football schedule, go over the Big South scoreboard, go over the MIAC scoreboard because we still follow the MIAC, and then just talk about um, Jermaine Mero. I don't know if you guys heard the news about him, and also the new Pirate uh, Monet Davis, and I'm sure a lot of people know about her. So let's jump right into it. The uh, pirates got the win over Elizabeth City State, sixty-five to seven. I think I think I read today, man. It was the first time in like twenty-five years where the pirates scored sixty-five points. So, um, and they played a lot of D two schools over that uh, span. So it was a pretty uh, impressive win um, by the pirates. Um, there are a lot of good things that happened. Of course, we're going to go over the good and the bad. Um, yeah, so let's jump right into the good. Um, of course, so everyone knows Elizabeth City State Hampton had a long—they uh, played them for a long time. They're old buddies from the CIAA back when Hampton was Division Two, so they got some history in it, pretty close to Hampton. Um, so yeah, good game, good crowd. A lot of team, a lot of guys from Elizabeth City State who actually grew up in Hampton, so a lot of familiarity there. Um, so the good, jump right into that. Shy McKenzie. He had 121 yards and two touchdowns, and the good thing was he looked spry. I mean, he looked like this is why Virginia Tech recruited him to play there in the first place. I mean, he was just—he looked like the old Shy, like probably from high school, man. What did you think <laughs> about Shy, man?
1: Oh, absolutely. He. Well, I did read a report where it said that he lost about another 20 to 25 pounds, and I think that weight, you know. I would say it optimizes his abilities, you know, like he, the way he hit the hole, you know, he got to the sideline with a quick burst and, you know, he runs powerful, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a one cut runner, you know, downhill. Once he gets momentum, it's hard to bring him down. And that is what I think we were looking for, you know, when we recruited the young man. And to be honest, man, if you look at him now, man, he looks, he look he looks like he's been the healthiest he's ever been. He lost that weight. I mean, I would say I think he was a little bit bulky the last couple of times. And, you know, being a little bit bulky, you know, where you need to gather momentum probably did, didn't did work to his game. And so now that he's lost that weight and he still has that strength and that power, you know, he looks pretty unstoppable. Yep,
0: yep, right on, man. He looked good, man. So, you know, on to continue with the good, man. We had – Oh, uh, and oh.
1: hold up. Nine, uh, nine attempts for, what, 121 yards? Yeah, that's that crazy. That ama- amazing. Yeah. Yep, two touchdowns, too. Two touchdowns, early.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was nice, man. Yeah, so if he would have played the whole game, yeah, another good point. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was a beast. He was a beast. I mean, if we can get that and keep him healthy the rest of the year, mm-hmm. I have some thoughts on that going forward. But that, that, that bodes well for the Pirates. So um, the other good um, performance uh, was from DeAndre. Uh, Francois. So night, man, what do you think about DeAndre? I, I can go on forever, but I just want to hear your thoughts on, on, first of all, the addition and then what he did and what he showed early in, in this game against um, Elizabeth City.
1: Okay, well, it's just two plays that I would say that kind of sealed my uh, thoughts on the young man was the play where he stood in the pocket, I think it was in the early in the third quarter, and uh Jadakiss Bonds was running a goal route on the sideline. It was a tight goal route and he tossed a he tossed one of the most accurate passes I've seen in at HU. You know, it was a, a ball that was, I would say, probably one foot from the in, um from the back of the end zone, right on target. Jadakiss Bonds did not have to adjust anything to catch that ball with one and he, I think he had a toe tag on that pass. And Francois took a shot and that play right there just kind of say this kid is this kid is serious. And then I would say the actual the uh first touchdown he had where he was reading blitz. He knew the blitz was coming and he knew where his outlet was and once he saw um the blitz coming all gaps because you know it was just more defensive linemen and the linebackers coming then we had people to block him he just simply just did a he just basically did a a back turn and then it was a free it was just a free grass you know to the end zone you know it was a it was what i would call a veteran move and just those two plays right there kind of solidified that we have a, a a very good quarterback and i was very impressed yep no doubt
0: yeah that that's what i took away from it like we have a I mean, these guys are professionals like, you know, baseball, yes. you know, baseball, you got levels, you know, the pros, double AA, A, triple A, single A. But they're all pros like these guys train and they've been playing for a long time. And DeAndre, he's like a pro um, mm. and, and we got him on our team. So, I mean, I just think as they get the timing down, as he can, you know, uh, become one with the offensive coordinator and he stays healthy, uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting season.
1: Very interesting season.
0: Yep, yep. Another good performance, man. There were so many, but you know, another highlight for me was uh Kiss Bonds.
1: Who
0: the who the bleed all hate And uh, <laughs> Yeah man, he had two catches and two touchdowns. But I think that what's more interesting about Jada Kiss is like I think he's a sophomore. Yes. Um but there are four F C S no FBS transfers who are on the roster, and they're all good. Mm-hmm. But I
1: think Jada Kiss is the sleeper of them all. <laughs> you know what though? Am I crazy? I say this. No, you're not crazy. I think Jada Kiss has he's probably the best red zone receiver we have. Six four. You know, six four, yeah. Is he six four? Six, I think he's six four, four. yep. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's he's definitely a tall kid. Um um he is a guy who he can he can play around the back of the end zone and create space and you know come down with the ball and we've noticed i mean hey he knows where the where the ledge is you know especially when it comes to tight catches so and he has he doesn't i would say have blazing speed he has what i would say get gone speed <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and i he can separate at the last second which is a good thing so, um, I was really impressed with, um, what he can do. And another person I would say on the, I would say on the flip side of the ball, I mean, to be honest, man, on the, on the back side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, was so many, the defensive line, you know, every, every, uh, individual, you know, you had, uh, Christine and you know, uh, you had the young man, um, uh, Markel Valdez. Now. He didn't really, I would say, show up on the stat sheet, but you can feel his presence all over the field. And of course, you know, I'm just going to say the defensive line as a whole with Sturdivant, you know, Matthews and the and the other guys. Um, they are, how should I say, they pre- played a pretty good, um, pretty good game against a, I would say, a very solid. Uh, you know, e- Elizabeth City, I wouldn't say, is a solid opponent, but they were pretty. Um, they're pretty, uh, they're okay. And uh, the two linebackers, Mason King and um, DeAndre Falk, I would say, are very good. They yeah. did very well.
0: Yep, I agree. Yeah, it was a great, great effort, and we showed, uh, not we, but, you know, they, the team showed that there's a lot of talent um, out there. And, you know, always got to keep it in perspective about, but you can just tell, you know, sometimes when you got players. Um, we'll see when the competition steps up, but, you know it was cool because Hampton did not take this team for granted. Oh no, they didn't. Yeah. They, so Punt, they were Prunty got strong. something. However, Prunty kept them motivated and focused. Like kudos, man, hats off, because um, they came out and were ready for a game and, and were very businesslike. So um, that was impressive. So he's, he's at this point he's got his pulse, his finger on the pulse of the team um and the other good thing man was the band like i wasn't there oh but I, man yeah. yeah i just saw so much about the band saw yeah. some of the videos yeah they're bigger
1: sharper yeah. got shout a new out focus. to the band director thomas jones jr <laughs> yeah man he, he's done a phenomenal job and i don't think you would noticed but dr harvey came on the field and uh got on the microphone and donated $100,000 to the band for their trip to Italy. Yes,
0: I saw that. And then I don't know if you saw also some of the other conversations around that from, like, the other sports. It was like, what? <laughs> like, they get money for the band. We need this. We need this. But, nah, that doesn't. Oh, yeah, hold on, search for that, oh, man.
1: Oh, <laughs> my, I'm going to look for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see, you know, Joiner and Six, you know, upset not, yeah, it wasn't them. It was some of the uh,
0: other more auxiliary types, and it, and it was the players. It wasn't the coaches. It was like it was. Ooh. the Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I can yeah. see lacrosse. I can see soccer and lacrosse. You know, beefing. I would too. Yeah, especially it was
0: track. <laughs> track out the tracks. Track
1: for them. Wow. Well, hold on. They they're in the stadium. You know, they they won, they they won uh, two MIAC indoor titles. Yeah. What? If they need money, they're not going to understand
0: Yeah, yeah, but no, no doubt Just to, without the sidetrack, sorry, yes That was a nice gesture uh, By President Harvey To donate some money to the band Yeah, because they look good And uh, They did, they did they yeah. yeah, man, so yeah, it was a good win, man A good good all-around win by the Pirates Good start to the season Of course, there's always things you could work on I'm going to go with uh, special teams They missed a field goal, and they allowed a kick return For a touchdown, they should have had a shutout um the wide receiver timing was off somewhat, you know, some drops, understandable, trying to get used to the way Francois spins the ball, uh nerves, all that stuff, so that didn't help. And the O line, this is my biggest concern, man. Yeah. Yeah. They the they yeah. the yards were there, it looks good, but anybody who's looking at it schematically sees yeah. that they gotta get more power.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely and everything you are right about everything. I would say for special teams, the first field goal looked like it was a a, a botch snap from the long snapper. I think that was Jackson. And I think the uh the punter just didn't have the time to actually to uh you know, correct it. And so that was the first one. As far as that return, oh once if one guy gets out of place then, you know, it's very hard to, you know, rectify a return. And, you know, God bless him. L- Lomax, man, <laughs> he tried. <laughs> you know, I just think that he didn't have the right angle, you know. And um, i <laughs> it's hard because if you think about it, when you are trying to tackle somebody who's coming, I would say, at a slanted angle and if you're either a kicker or maybe another defender – then you can't just move left and right you got to kind of move laterally into the point where you have to be at an angle and if the guy has a blazing speed it's just hard to do so you know hell you know i, I felt for i felt for the special teams on that but as far as the i would say the offensive line you know what they're big we've saw them up close they're very big they're, they're some big boys i think you know coming off the ball firing off the ball I think is where we saw some of the issues are, you know, you have some big guys out of there. It's just the push. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that is a little bit of a concern, you know, um, especially in the red zone area, you know, just get, getting low, getting that pat level low, getting up, getting up under those defensive guys you know, creating, you know, space and leverage, you know, that's just something I think that, you know they would probably would need to continue to work on you know i would say pass protection was pretty fine you know i mean uh francois was under pressure i think only that um only a few times you know on that touchdown pass he threw a dime and i think on that first touchdown run he threw you know he he ran he ran cuz he knew the pressure was coming um i would say overall they did okay you know pass protection wise You know, running the ball. You know, they did open up lanes, you know, for McKenzie. Because McKenzie, once he hit the hole, he was gone. But I would be a little bit concerned when they start playing big south heavyweights. You know, when it comes to, you know, McKenzie might not be able to hit that hole like the way he did against a Monmouth or against a a Kennesaw State or a uh, a North Alabama.
0: Yeah, like a lot of the runs were on the edges. Yes. Um, You know, they need to go right up the middle. Um, yes. or at least to go tap inside of tackles. Yes. Um, you know, to, to be just to, for some diversity there. They're going to need that, you know, third, yes. and, third
1: and two, third and one, fourth and one, you yeah. know. The, and those are what we call those attitude plays. And I think that's the only knock I've seen, you know, on the Prunty team. And it's I don't think that's on him, you know. It's just that those fourth and ones, those, you know, those plays that you know show you know mental and physical toughness it's not that they don't lack it it's just that it's very hard to do you know and it's and that's something you can't coach you know that's right. just that's just giving so yeah yeah man those, uh, you gotta like those guys are
0: too nice man they need to maybe feed them, <laughs> feed them some gun some gunpowder or something man Give them... <laughs>
1: I mean you got you got to be real they they're at Hampton man you know this is I mean Hampton's not a school for the weak man <laughs> I mean for for the for the uh you know they ain't got no project babies on <laughs> I don't know but you know if you follow some of these kids on social media you, you would see a little gold teeth but I mean come on man I mean yeah. ain't nobody you know this is not they I mean, living. they live in good man Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely, they're living good. So that's why I just say, you ain't no you not, you ain't no killer. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, you you're a tough guy. You play football, but I mean, them boys over at like at South Carolina State, you know, <laughs> they. Mm, They eating like ham sandwiches, you know, know, Hampton, you know, we kind of roll out the red carpet. Yeah. (laughs) So, of course, it's going to you're not going to be a little bit, you know, you're going to be a little bit. uh, I don't know the proper word for it, but a little not nicer, but. You know, a little bit forgiving. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hear you, man. I hear. You. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's good, man. So yeah, man. That was a pretty good game. Um, so um, let's hope they uh, continue to improve, which we're expecting that over the year. So, hey, man. Let's jump into the 2019 schedule. Quick, quick, okay. quick, quick thing, man. I want to ask you. So, sure. I've seen a couple interviews with Coach Prunty about the upco- the upcoming season. Um, he seems to be. Uh, first of all, shout out to Coach Prenny. Um, so, um, yeah, hopefully we get to talk to you again soon. Um, but he yeah. seems to be, uh, what's that, tempering expectations for the football yeah. team, which is understandable. Yeah, um absolutely. He seems to think that the team is three years away from competing. Uh, yeah. And I've heard him say that a couple of times. I have to say I don't agree. Um, <laughs> I think the team is uh, a year away um yes. from competing um from what I can from what I see. Um not saying they're gonna win the big south or they could, but I think they're close. Very yes. close. Um am I what do, what do you think, man? I, I, I can't see three years. Uh that just no. no not with now we got DeAndre Francois quarterback yeah. Yeah. and that D line. That that's not three years away. Maybe some no. components but not yes. the team. Yes.
1: I mean, if you think about it, the D-line is not three years away. They're right now, you right. know. They got some studs on that line, you know. You playing, uh, when I saw Matthews out there, you got Matthews, you know, Sturdivant, you know, he's a veteran. And then you see they started bringing in some um, some of the other <laughs> other guys in. And then as you see the rotation coming in and out, you're sitting here like, whoa, these guys. And they were not letting up, even though I would say the competition wasn't as great they were definitely not letting up um when it comes to when it came to the actual uh actual rotation you know you would think there would be some let up but once you see some of these uh guys come in um we saw matthews and you know i saw you know devin marcano was out there then you had uh what's that number 95 what's that? oh you had of course you got um roman bond and you know Keenan Marr you know, t- back too, right? Keenan Moore, yeah. And then you hear what uh Coach Prenny said about, you know, that he has some of the best hands on the team. You know, he has good hand and eye coordination, and he, he knows how to use it. And so that right there, I would say they're probably, you know, they're that is probably a top three or top two, you know, unit in the Big South. Um, I would say the defensive uh defensive backs, you know, they're very good. You know, you got number ten out there, Angulo. And uh, then you got Valdez, and then those safeties, man. Yeah, <laughs> know?
0: The, we know Oral, right? Or what's that? Oral. Oh yeah, oh
1: yeah. But there's oh. another guy. Uh, he's a transfer yeah, too. I was watching number him. Four. Yeah, he number looked four.
0: pretty good. Who was that?
1: Yeah. Um, I forgot his name. Um, I pull up the roster, and what's this kid's name? Uh, J-A-V-E Brown. I I don't know how you pronounce it. Javi, maybe. Ivy, Ivy Brown? yeah, Ivy Brown, yeah. He's a transfer from Coastal Carolina. Yeah, we and got he, something there, man. Yeah, and he was he was lighting them up. I mean, to be honest, though, so, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know, the way that the defensive line was putting pressure on that quarterback, they had an easy day. <laughs> right. So I'm not gonna say that, you know, they're just great, but they're from what we can tell, they were on it for that game. So I would say the defensive unit so far, I would say, is a contender somewhat um the linebackers are still young and raw because you got uh deandre falk and mason king and you see tyler frazier in there too and oh i forgot we 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 forgot to mention donald smith number 29 out there you know Mm -hmm. so that group you know i would say they communicated pretty well so i mean that right there you know is a contender um I mean, I, would, I do say, of course, a quarterback, obviously, probably is the best quarterback in the Big South with Francois. I would say the running game, if, if Shy could remain healthy, you know, and with, uh, I would say, a shifty and pretty good uh, William Robinson, that's a good running game. Now and of course white receivers, I would say top notch. I mean that's the top five, yeah, top four. They stack, they stack, they're wide stacked. Out. Yeah, and, when, and you got Ronald Bell in the slot, and you're just sitting there. That's a very good player. And then of course you got you got Bonds. You know Bonds is on the outside, and you got Paul, and then you got Thompson, and then I know i and, and then you got the Catelyn, uh, Keron Caitlet, and the guy from um, the other transfer from Wake Forest. Stacked unit, stacked unit. My only concern is, of course, you know, is making sure we can get those guys the ball with the offensive line. Uh, the two tackles, um Mackey and uh Kendrick Wilson. I don't have no issues with them. I think they're good. Sometimes I think they might stomp their feet a little bit and they'd be a little stiff sometimes. But hey, you know, they're they're, they're you know they're they're good players. So. I can understand that he can say three years away to temper expectations, but that quarterback puts them at one, and to me, quarterback says everything. If you have a good quarterback, then you're able to to seriously move the dial, and I think we could do that with uh, with uh, Francois.
0: Yeah, and and let's not forget about tight end. We always talk about tight end. They, they didn't they didn't use him much this game, but it, well, he he blocked. He was using it in the blocking. Uh, they were blocked.
1: did a lot of shifting, and I noticed in the goal line, you know, they did run routes. But you know, it's like I think when I saw the tight ends run run those red zone routes, you know, they were covered. You know, very they were covered. So,
0: but the thing was, uh, Jared Jarrett Powell, one of the tight ends, he you know he's been getting some some press. I don't know if you've seen some of the articles about someone to look out for as a up and coming uh, player in FCS. So he people are. You know he's on a couple folks' radars for for his potential.
1: I, you so I'm know, saying I we agree. even got something there. Yeah, I agree. He has a size. He has a, uh, he has a, definitely has a size. I need to see the hands. We haven't really seen it. And you know it's like last year he I don't think he played it at all. At all. I don't know if he was redshirted, but um, we just need to see more. You know I would love to see a double tight end set. You know yes. I mean I know it's. I you know I think that's just our dream to see that New England offense, but, <laughs> <laughs> that air raid offense. But I like what we have so far. <laughs> yep, very true, man.
0: So, so coach, you know, three years. Let's see, man. Let, let, let's see. But I think you can get there quicker with what you've what you've, you've built so far um, with the coaching staff. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, let's jump into the 2019 schedule. So, uh, now this is just a wild guess. But over the past couple of years, we've been pretty accurate with our preseason, uh, like win, win and loss total for the year, just our, our guesses. So I think I'm, I'm taking uh, some leaps here, but I think uh, will be pretty accurate. So just off the bat, I think the team has the potential to be ten and two. I could be crazy. Whoa. I know, I know, I
1: know, <laughs> I
0: know. But look, let, look, let's go through the schedule. Right. Okay. And All that, right. This involves some luck. But let's okay. go through the schedule and see the wins and losses just on the schedule. So okay. Elizabeth City State, that's win number one. Yeah. Virginia Union, that should be win number two.
1: That's gonna be a tougher win because Virginia Union is ranked in division two.
0: Oh yeah, and they got that that running back man. Yeah. Like two fifties, like uh what's the guy from the Giants? He used to be um
1: uh, Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, he's
0: like Brandon Jacobs out
1: there. Yeah, but he's slow though. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah I mean, he, he's big. You know, if he can, if he gets a full head of steam, he's hard to bring down. But he got to get out of our backfield first. So. Right. I mean, he got defensive backfield that ain't happening. Right. So that's two wins. That should be two wins. It's gonna be tighter. I mean, it's not gonna be what we just saw. You know, I mean, they, they're they're gonna put at least a couple scores on the board. You know, 30, maybe 35, 14, something like that. I would say more than the thirty five nine, you know, because division two don't have really good kickers. So. <laughs> right. Thirty five yeah, twelve then. Thirty five twelve. Yeah, 12, something. you know, they're probably gonna get a uh one touchdown and two field goals, maybe. And the field goals have to be on the goal line. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. Okay, so that's two wins.
0: Howard University, I'm uh I'm expecting a win there.
1: Of course, I do expect a win, but my only concern with Howard is the fact that it's a game that they get up for, and traditionally, even though I think Hampton, you know, we had that infamous 16-year uh, win streak against Howard, you know, I think towards the end of that win streak, we just always took Howard lightly, and then we lost. You know, I think that was Don Rose's team that lost, and he, knows, he knew about it that his the streak ended. So I just think that sometimes Howard wants it a lot more than Hampton. I would say that's been historically, even though we've always had better players, we've always, sometimes we've played down to the competition, but I would say this, we win. Um, This is, but this will be our first test because it's not on our home turf. It's in Chicago. And Howard, I just think that they have a vendetta and, they got blown out by Maryland, and I think they play Central State next week. No, they got uh, Young, Youngstown State. Oh, gonna enough, that's going to be another bludgeon. Right. So, so. <laughs> I mean, I don't wish anybody gets hurt seriously, but I wish that Youngstown uh, literally just beats the mess out of them. Yeah, so, I hope they stomp a hole in them. Yeah, just stomp a hole in them. You know, they're healthy because I want their best, but, I mean – they need the money, so you know Maryland gave them a nice check. Youngstown's going to give them a nice check. You know, I hope you spend it wisely, Howard. And they're going to get a nice check from this uh, classic coming up in the Chicago Football Classic. So we don't need the money, but I hope. Well, we no, have... we need the
0: money. We do need the money.
1: Yeah, we do need. I mean, but we. I mean, we need it, but we don't need it needed like them. You know. <laughs> yeah, we're not
0: we're not we're not playing Maryland. Luckily.
1: Yeah, I mean we we we're not crying over dogs on our campus, but okay, let me stop. Yeah, yeah. But let me.
0: That's a win, right?
1: You think that's a win? I think that game is going to be tighter. And the reason why I say that, I can see Howard. Like you know, since they've been playing all of these, I would say these uh uh better 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 programs that they're going to. They're probably going to start off maybe to like a quick, you know, a, a quick little burst, you know, like 14-7, you know, 14-10. And then I would just say by the third quarter, we just, we run away with it. Yep.
0: I can dig that. So that's 3-0. and Next mm. game we're at Liberty. Um, we're not supposed to win that game. Yeah. Uh, it could be close. I mean, you saw Norfolk State almost beat ODU. So that's, that's, yeah. that's essentially the type of game it'll be. Yeah. But I... I would be shocked if we win that game.
1: Yeah, I would say with Liberty, um, if you noticed, Jerry Falwell has already said he's going to turn that university into the next Notre Dame. So that, to me, just knows that he's going to really put money into this program. So I think that – will. and plus, we're playing Lynchburg. Lynch, God dog, man! I, I want yeah. to go that
0: game. I just can't. I can't put that name in my GPS, uh, man. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Take
1: me to Lynchburg, please. No, I not. mean, uh, yeah. I mean, just. I mean, just the name alone, you know. So, I mean, that's just. I think that would probably be just. We'll be coming off a high from the Howard win. I just think that probably would be. I mean, we'll, we'll make a game of it, and then by probably a certain point, we're just going to pull our starters. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at 3-1 and one after that game. Next game. Now, this is the game
0: that we should everyone who's really trying to see where the program is. This is the game against University of North Alabama. So they are also new to the Big South. Uh, Watch their game, uh, ESPN Plus, just watching it. I mean, they're good they they don't they're not dynamic but they are a solid FCS team who are going to be big in the trenches and who's going to run down and throat and be physical so if we can hold up to
1: that at home
0: then I think we're going to be all right so I'm going to predict a win there what do you think
1: well, I think um, that game is going to be pretty pretty difficult. Um, they, uh, you know, I've watched um, them play, University of North Alabama, and they actually came to Alabama A&M last year to play Connell, Connell Maynard's squad at Alabama A&M. And they won, I think, by about three or four points late in the fourth. You know, So they are a solid program. They don't make, I would say, erroneous mistakes. They... They put their physical up front. I think for us to win, we have to use our talent, you know, our speed on on the edge, you know, with our receivers. You know, we have to, I would say, plug up those holes, you know, so they don't get enough running lanes. And I just think that if we stop the run, you know, because from what I saw with their quarterbacks, you know, they weren't really a very good passing team. It just kind of reminded me of a uh, – that old Mississippi state type of programs where they were good at running and play action. So um, I do think that we can win there. I think that if we we wear them down at least by the mid third quarter, we can go up by another two scores.
0: Yeah, I think we can win that game. That'll be a good, good test. So that puts us at four and one. And then we have Gardner Webb at Gardner Webb and Boiling Springs. We should be able to win that game.
1: I agree. I Gardner-Webb, I would think, is probably the uh, Morgan State of the Big South. You know, <laughs> you know, they have uh, good basketball programs and our football program kind of, you know, is a middling program. And, I mean, not to take away anything from them, but I do think that if we come in there, you know, off of this Northern Alabama win... We could probably eke out a good win there. Probably tighter. You know, everybody plays Hampton tight for some reason. Yep. So that should be a win. So that puts us at 5-1. and one. Yeah. Then we got at Campbell. This could be my upset game, you know. Yep. And yeah. I'm not going to say they will. But Campbell was picked to finish like towards the bottom. Oh, I think that maybe uh, uh, just a hair above us. And I think that. I do think that our speed would, you know, definitely do uh definitely help us. So I do I predict a win there.
0: Okay, cool. Is that 6 and 1? Yeah. Yep, 6 and 1. Okay, up next, Virginia University of Lynchburg.
1: Oh, that's going to be I mean, to be honest, they almost went up on us last year remember yeah I I watched that game I'm um, just the other day and I was very upset I mean because we go up I think what 20 points and then they I don't know who they had some running back out there who caught a, he caught he took two to the house within three minutes then a, a kick return within a minute then at halftime I mean I think it was like 28 all and then they had another pass which could have put them up but at least another seven and the running back started showboating before he got in the end zone and lost the ball. Yep. <laughs> and, and, but that game was indicative of, you know, of course the competition was lower, but I think that was more of a discipline and a mental thing. And even coach Prunty just said, you know, our guys just kind of got, um, you know, they just basically just kind of came, became unglued and they, you know, he just and they just went and took him to the woodshed. They didn't score anymore. The, uh, I think the third, the second half, but that game to me, if it's any indication of what we saw from the from the previous game, I'll be a little bit worried. But I would just say it's probably going to be a blowout, another forty-one to twenty-two massacre. Oh, they shouldn't even score
0: twenty-two. I mean, you know, I I I, I think they're HBCU, right? Or kinda. Technically?
1: No, they're basic I mean they are, but I mean the re I mean they are like one of these Atlanta like uh sports academies. You know, they're they're all over the place, you know. My and man so, they they don't have a website. No, they're they're not a real uni- well, I wouldn't say they're a university. all the kids there, yes, are college students, but they probably take online courses somewhere else. Yeah. and the university just uses them as a football team. Right, okay. So they a, can get scholarships everywhere else. A, a functioning website, how about that? Yeah, yeah, it's a function. Yeah, and I mean, all this is, man, it's like they're, they're all peppered throughout the South, you know, kids who didn't have grades but go there to get film. Right, yep, that's yep. true. It's like a, a, a
0: community college almost.
1: A community college, but with no restrictions. Right, with <laughs> yeah. no class. Yeah, no class.
0: All right, got it, okay. So that should be a win, my goodness. So... That puts us at eight and one. That's kind of, yeah. cr- no, eight and, yeah, eight and one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now here's where I think it gets crazy. Um, yeah. Presbyterian College, we should beat them. Sorry, it's not crazy yet. We should beat them. They're about to shut down their program. Hopefully they're ready to hang it up. But we got them
1: at home. Um, we should be able to beat them. It's going to be close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they remember it last year, all those yep. kids. So I would say it's going to be closer than we think. I would say, you know, because as the season winds down, I would say, I would say a closer game. You know, where we're sitting there wondering, why in the world was it that close? Right, <laughs> right, right.
0: So uh, it's going to be close, but I got them winning that. So they're up to what is this? No, that's now it's eight, eight and yeah, one. Yeah,
1: eight, eight and one. Yeah,
0: eight and one. That's kind of crazy to even say it. All right, here's a tough game now. The, the last three games are brutal. Um, Charleston Southern. We're at Charleston Southern. I think we can win that game. I think we will win that game. I don't know why, but, I mean, they're okay. They're not barn burners. They're a okay team, um, and they're beatable. Um, Savannah State beat them last year, right? They beat us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they
1: can be beat. What do you think, man? Well, I, to be honest, I don't think they should have beat us last year. I yeah, mean, that's true. We started a different quarterback, and it just it went it went south immediately, and we just did could not recover that late. Um, I'm gonna say, even though I think Charleston Southern does not is not is a new program with a new coach, Autry Denson. I think, you know, I am not impressed with them, but at the same time, I think they're going to win this game. And I'm talking about Charleston Southern, I think this will be our trap game. And this will be our trap game. And I think that we probably are feeling ourselves and I hate to say it, you know, we're we're thinking about Kennesaw State and Monmouth, and then we don't pay attention to Charleston Southern and they run that little funky option down our throats, which I hate. Yeah. That yeah. little that little navy offense. Right, so I won't argue with that. I could see, I could
0: see that loss happening, but I'm going to err on the side of caution that <laughs> I'm going to stay healthy and somehow coach finds a way to keep him humble and show some humility. So you got him at to losing this game. So you have him at eight and two at this point, mm-hmm. and I think I got him at nine and one. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Still, both um, Kennesaw State. I don't think we're ready for that yet. Yeah, um, I think they're gonna come in because these guys—they're gonna. This game is gonna really matter to them as well. Mm-hmm. They've been kicking ass for the past couple of years, and they're probably continuing to do so this year. So I see us taking a L, but that's gonna be one heck of a game. But I see us taking a L uh, against Kennesaw State. So yeah. that means you got them at what eight and
1: what's this eight and three? Yeah, eight and three. I I think for Kennesaw... You know, they're going to be a program that's looking to go FBS. You know, they're they're uh, in the northern part of the metro Atlanta area. They have tremendous resources. They have a, a talent base, you know, a great talent base within the metro Atlanta area. And I do think that for um, us, I think that we definitely will give them a fight. But I just think that they are, they might be just a little bit too much. So I would say they probably win by two to three scores.
0: Yep. Okay. And then Monmouth. What do you think? I think I, we, we've we played well with them. The first time we played them two years ago, we should have beat yeah. them last year. They did. Uh, it was an ugly finish, but we started well. So I think we know how to play them and we have some more talent this year. I think we can get over the hump against Monmouth. So that get for me, that gets them to the 10 wins. I got him at that's how I got him to 10 and two. What do you think?
1: Well, the first of all, first of all, let me ask you this: Why in the world are we playing them back in New Jersey? Aren't they supposed to come to Armstrong? I mean,
0: those, you know, the we, schedule we still might still be having to deal with some of that MEAC nonsense. So,
1: yeah, I mean, we played them there; they should be returning to our um, to Armstrong. Um, I do think that when we played them with our, at Armstrong, we did give them a very tough fight. You know, unfortunately, we had a uh, discipline issue when we had them on their own one-yard line on a fourth and – no, was it a third and – a third and – Oh, man. Third and four. Yeah. And I'm not even going to mention that that kid's name. You know, he jumped off sides. And to me, that was what I considered – that's a very, very terrible mental error. And I think it was indicative of that program at the time. So – I mean, we, we should have won that game, but, you know, we didn't. And I would say the last year's game, I just think that we came out uh, early and we just weren't able to sustain it, and the defense just could not handle them. And I'm going to say this, too. It's going to be a letdown after Kennesaw State, you know, because we feel that, okay, we're not going to win the Big South. And, you know, this is just – I wanna say a mail-in game, but – you know, we're thinking about, are we going to go to the playoffs? And I think they see those two. They see UVL Lynchburg, you know, the committee. They see UVL Lynchburg and Virginia Union you know, and Elizabeth City State. And they're going to say, no, sir. And what's going to happen is we're going to lose them on. Yeah, I could see
0: that. Oh, yeah, man, with your point, you made a good point. Uh, in some respects, the schedule is whack. <laughs> I, I know they're still dealing with things, but you got – two division two opponents and then this other non-affiliated yep. uh, opponent. So you're going to pay for that at some point in time. Absolutely. So this could be it. So you got him at 8-4. and four. Yo, that's respectful. Like if we finish 8-4, and four, who could not consider that a successful season?
1: Very successful season. You know, I would, like my thing is, I would have loved to have taken VUL off the list and you know, probably added a uh, maybe a uh, a buoy or you know I would have flown Mississippi Valley up you know we went down there so they could come visit us for homecoming and actually put us in the uh, playoffs somewhat yeah. yeah that's so, cool. so you got we'll it and four I got them at ten and two I think
0: that's that's a good ten, range.
1: Ten and two gets you in the playoffs eight and four with this vuL. You know, I don't think that I I don't I don't see that as getting us there. Yeah. Right. Right. Very true. So we shall see, folks, write it down.
0: Those are our predictions. So we'll we'll revisit this perhaps one day. (laughs) Hopefully be one of us will be a soothsayer. Uh The other one will be crazy. Uh Um, So, yeah, man, I'm looking at the Big South schedule for the past weekend. The only game I saw that was interesting was the North Alabama-Western Illinois game. They won that game 26-17. Uh, that's about it. All the other games were kind of boring, man. Um, but yeah. that, just watching them play, that was a, a well-played game. There any other games worth mentioning?
1: Nope. Everybody basically got beat up. Charlotte, you know, Hawks smashed, uh, Gardner-Webb, uh, Charleston Southern lost pitifully to Furman campbell lost terribly to troy and oh god i see this another thing kennesaw played point university that's (laughs) i mean i mean okay okay if they play point university and we play vu well then maybe they should look at us and say okay you know they could play in the playoffs because i've never heard of point university yeah i was wondering if that was a typo or something yeah no it's not and Western Michigan played Monmouth, and they beat them like they stole something. So, to be honest, you know, I think the first week is what we call payday for all these programs except for Hampton. We actually paid somebody to come play us. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. So, yeah, man, not much going on in Big
0: South. I think it'll get more interesting this week. The MEAC, though, had a very interesting week. So, we'll skip over to the fluff games. Either they won some Games where, you know, the MIAC used to lose when we were in a conference, um, like uh, North Carolina A&T beating Elon at home. That was a great game. Um, I watched that one. Um, that was impressive. And then South Carolina State beating Wofford at home. Wofford was a top ten program. Yes. Yes. And they dismantled them. It wasn't. It wasn't like a fluke. Like they whoop.
1: They they whooped them. they they did, they did and to be honest though, you know none of us expected that, you know we was expecting the same old
0: man, they didn't expect
1: that exactly, so I do think that, you know, Buddy Pugh you know, everybody says, oh, he's on his last legs, no, the old dog got new tricks man (laughs) and I think that, I mean, if you look at the score, they scored a touchdown in every quarter, Wofford only scored a touchdown on the last quarter
0: yeah, man. So impressive start for those two teams. Uh, there were some bad scores, though, man. Um, Howard losing to Maryland seventy-nine to nothing. Mm. Uh, who else? Um, Florida A&M lost to UCF sixty-two to nothing. Mm. Um, but hey, there were two games I want to talk about. I also watch uh, uh, this mm. this weekend. I just watched most f- week football. I'm going to watch for the whole year. I'm done. Except so mm. maybe watching Hampton, but North Carolina Central. Lost to Austin P forty one to ten, mm. and the reason why this game was interesting, it was like Austin P played textbook defense. Yeah. I mean, what they did was they stopped the run. North Carolina Central could not run, and they made them pass, and then they just pinned the ears back and just destroyed their their quarterback in their passing game to the point where Central's quarterback quit the next day. Yeah. Yep. Quit the next yep. team. I mean, it was a it was a textbook defense by Austin Peay, so that mm-hmm. was pretty impressive uh, to watch. And uh, did you see
1: Norfolk State almost beat ODU? Oh, I, I watched the whole game. I watched the whole game. And to be honest, man, ODU did not look good. Um, no, I'm they saying, did not. And I'm not trying to say because oh, Norfolk State uh, they played down in Norfolk State. No, Norfolk State uh, really, really, they played with poise. You know, they were not rattled when they were down 14, 14 points. And I think that the fact that they actually took the lead late in the game, I think that to me, you know, I hope you know Latrell Scott. You know a, a former pirate. You know he has that program going in the right direction, and that game was very promising. The very first game was promising, so I'm looking more towards seeing what Norfolk State will do in the Miac this year. I think they they could be a dark horse.
0: Yeah, they they but yeah, they're gonna have to pick it up after what we saw this weekend. I mean, they yeah. gotta be. Yeah, they, they got to play like that every game. But looks like they're capable of it. Yeah, let's hope absolutely. Scott
1: turns it around. Yeah, absolutely. And just to kind of go back to what you said about North Carolina Central, my have that, the mighty have fallen. Oh, I, mean, man. And, I mean, I mean, okay, it's too early to tell about this new coach, but that was not a good uh, uh, showing by them. Austin P is not an FBS program, you know. You know that was an FCS program, a middling FCS program, and then you have uh, your starting quarterback want to go in a transfer portal <laughs> after the
0: game. <laughs> uh,
1: that speaks to millennial BS, man. I'm sorry, dude. You know, put the iPhone down and just play football, son. Yes. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah. yep, yeah, man. That was that was that was sad. Um, it was a beatdown. It was it was sad to watch because I was hoping. For more from Central. They're kind of like my adopted team since I live in Durham. So I always go check them out a couple times a year. So Mm. Uh, I'm looking for more from them. Yeah. Get it done, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So that's enough football, man. Two other topics we just want to cover. Jermaine Marrow (laughs) is entering the transfer portal, man. What did or he say? He? Or oh well. He? Yes, yes. What what's what, what's the scoop on that then?
1: Well, I don't know the scoop. None of us know the scoop. <laughs> right. We just know what I was just, that tweet? What
0: did that tweet say?
1: Oh man, you know, I haven't pulled it up, but I it spoke was just one of those people that uh, about to be Yeah, but, yeah I'm gonna enter in the transfer portal. And you know, everybody just kinda of looked like, What? Huh? Right. Like school starts next week, you know? Like, like, what are you talking about? So, so, okay, well, I've heard some people say that it was probably one of those, you know, uncles, you know, with the Bluetooth in his hand, his toothpick big, talking about, son, you need to go to one of them old, uh, big schools so you can get, some scouts can see it, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, from what I've heard other people say that, okay, that he, that it's not true he's um he's an, he's going to be enrolled at Hampton. But who knows? Um I find it a little odd and you know, but I understand if he wants to go, it is no problem. We we've enjoyed him, you know, him being a pirate. But if the from what we're hearing that is untrue, then we're happy for that as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I hope he stays and um you know I don't know what his motivations are, but if it is to, you know, he can lead this team to a Big South uh, title, get more exposure there, work on his leadership skills. We all can always work on that. He can work on that, work on his defense. It's his team. Um, You know, it seems like a ripe opportunity to to get to wherever he wants to go. Side note, man. um, I know the football team always talks about the players that go pro. Um, but I don't think the basketball t- team talks about that enough. Like,
1: no. there are a lot of
0: guys playing professional basketball right now who mm. played uh, for Hampton over the past couple of years. I mean, yeah. there's Globetrotters. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Devin Green. You got a whole bunch of guys playing overseas right now. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you could get, to, well, we had, what's the name? My other man went to the uh, the G League. Uh, for a couple of years oh, um, Chavis is that Ch- yeah, Chavis
1: Quentin, Quentin Chavis yeah, yeah
0: man I mean so you can yeah. get to wherever you want to get to from from Hampton so and it's a you know good school and all that and it's your team yeah it would seem like you would finish it but hey I don't know what his motivations are so like I said I hope yeah. he stays if he chooses to leave good luck um, yeah, it makes sense to stay. I mean to me. But yeah, what do I know? It, it does make
1: sense to stay. I mean, I can understand people to say, OK, I'm kind of done here. I've done all I can do here. I want to go play, you know, bigger and better competition. And then you understand, you know, you can't trust all these coaches. The coaches will Man, come to my program. Come, 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 come. We got a place for you. And then you turn around. You don't start. You're getting what? Maybe ten ten 10 minutes a game. You know, it happens. We've seen it happen, you know, with some, um, Hampton players leaving, you know, the only successful case was Matthew Pilgrim. He went from Hampton to Oklahoma state and he didn't gain the scholarship there. He had to pay for his own way, but you know, he played, <laughs> mm. um, so I do think that for Marrow, you could still go pro and be at Hampton, you know, just look at the last year squad, you know, Travon Barnes is playing, uh, Prince Hakeem Mitchell is playing, you know. Kalen Fisher is playing overseas. Everyone is playing. And uh, even go back further, uh, was it Reggie? Was it Reggie Barnes? Reggie, I forgot his name. Yep, he's playing pro. Uh, The big man is playing pro. Yes, Okoroba Uh, and Presley are playing. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, Yeah, so, so, so no. So you could still go pro. I mean, I just think that you know, if you have the skills, you know, the, the tellers, they know who Marrow is anyway. So it's like you don't have anything else to prove, son. You know, I mean, just play your heart out this season, whether it's in Hampton or not. And then you're then you're golden.
0: Right. Right. True that. So good luck to him. Hopefully we'll see him in a pirate uniform. And then last but not least, uh, Monet Davis. Um, she's everyone. Most people know that she is started at hampton this uh semester and if you don't remember her she um uh caught the world's attention f- five years ago when she was 13 and she was the first african-american girl to play in a little league world series and she threw two shutouts so she got famous over that she was a great athlete um, continued her high school career did well so now she's on a full scholarship softball team but i don't think she's pitching she's playing the field so She's done a lot of interviews, ESPN, all, ESPN all over the place, just talking about why she chose Hampton. So that's a good, a good witch. She looks like a good kid, but definitely talented. So hopefully, she helps the softball team. But I think that's a pretty good win for all parties involved there.
1: Definitely a good win. You know, I mean, she, you know, she. I would say I'm not gonna say she has credibility to the program. You know, she just adds, I would say, more butts to the seats, more interest. And, you know, that you could uh, be successful here, you know, playing for Hampton and for softball. Yep, true that. So, yeah, welcome to the family if you're listening. So,
0: a lot of people <laughs> listen to this podcast and then we know or I find out or we find out. So, yeah. hopefully this this makes it to her and she, you know, get feels some love from some pirates. So, that's all we got, man. Anything else Hamptonite? Oh, no, you know, season's young and we're just going to watch it grow. Yep, and uh, I remember, folks, we're looking at between 8-4 and four and 10-2 and two for football, so let's see at the end of the year how close we are. <laughs>
1: oh, man, if we below that, Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, man, then, then it
0: is a three-year program. Pronti dosa, so we don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, all right, folks, go Pirates.